Our second reading is from the beginning of the book of Acts, and if you're paying attention this morning, you may notice some similarities between the first reading and the second reading. Now, we think that the same author wrote the book or the gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, and so we have kind of this bridge of two stories that are the same at the end of Luke at the beginning of Acts. It's almost like when you are watching a TV show and it does the recap. That's kind of what we have going on right now. We have a recap of Jesus' going to glory, of Jesus' call to each of the believers and what they are supposed to go out and do. So listen for a word from God from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. So when they had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? Jesus replied, It is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. When Jesus was going and they were gazing up toward heaven, suddenly two men in white robes stood by them. They asked, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight, for you are the God who is always with us. We pray this all in your name. Amen. I'm the kind of person that when I hear a story, you're probably going to hear about it. When I hear a good story, I retell it over and over and over again, obnoxiously so, to the point where you'll probably hear it a couple of times. But when I just get one that I'm latched onto, I just want to tell everyone about it. The one I'm most recently really excited about is about the author John Steinbeck, writer of of Mice and Men and East of Eden. While he, in a letter that he was writing to his publisher, He was apologizing for being late on one of his manuscripts. He was writing of Mice and Men, which would be his breakout novel. Maybe you chose to read it in high school because it was the shortest one of all the classics. But as he was writing his editor, he said that he was going to need an extension because his manuscript, the only one he had, had been torn up by his dog. His dog had ripped up two months of work, and he had to start over. He told his editor in the letter, you know, I was quite angry at the dog, but perhaps the dog was just acting critically. His dog literally ate his homework. So why do we tell and retell stories? Because they move us, because they make us laugh, because they help us develop empathy because they're entertaining, but mostly the reason we tell stories is because we love them, because they, they change us. 
Poet Arabella Catherine Hankey, born 1834 in England, was incredibly moved by the story of Jesus, the story of his life. She was moved by the gospel in profound ways, and it led her to have a strong inner spiritual life that then overflowed into this evangelical spirit, these actions that she did in the world. Hanky loved the story of Jesus so much, she taught Bible classes for shop girls in London. She visited the sick and hospitals. She used the proceeds of her writings for various mission causes. Her evangelical spirit was also, in, also influenced her desire for justice and helping the downtrodden and oppressed. She was part of the same movement that William Wilberforce was a part of that sought to abolish slavery in England that was involved in improving the lives of England's working class. Through this extraordinary life that she lived, she constantly came back to the story of Jesus. It was that that moved her. It was that that was her core motivation, the driving force of her life, that wonderful, wonderful story of Jesus. She was so moved, she, create, she wanted to tell the story of Jesus creatively. She wrote two 50 stanza poems called The Story Wanted and The Story Told about the life of Christ and all it meant. And it's from those poems that we have the lyrics to the hymn, I Love to Tell the Story. Our new sermon series, Glory to God, the Gospel Told Through Hymns of Our Faith, will reflect each week on a different hymn and how it helps us to express and articulate what we believe. And what better way to kick off the series than with the wonderful hymn, I Love to Tell the Story, which we'll sing after the sermon. Hymns are stories. Stories and poetry set to music to evoke that deep longing in our souls for the Almighty. And for Hanky, her deep longing was to tell about Jesus' life and how that story changed her life. The story of Jesus, his incarnation, his life, his death, his resurrection has changed the lives of millions over the years. Going back to those first disciples who lived with him, who lived into his story. Our text at the very beginning of Acts is part of this transition from the Gospels, the story of Jesus' life, to how people responded to the story of Jesus' life. To how people who experienced Jesus in person went out and told the world about that. And so this group of people received some instruction. Some instruction about how they were supposed to live their lives after Jesus was gone. They were simply told by Jesus, be my witnesses. Now what does it mean to be a witness. A witness is someone who bears testimony. We think of witnesses in a legal trial who tell what they have seen to bear truth in the trial. And so to be a witness is to bear truth to the love of Christ in your life, to bear truth of the story within your life. To be witnesses is to tell the good, good story of Christ and the good, good story of what Christ has done in your life. Christ has called us all to be witnesses. 
to how we have seen God transform the world through love. Each one of you has an individual, unique story. Each one of you has an individual, unique experience with God that is specific to you. And so when you are a witness, when you share that story, you reveal a new aspect of who God is to the community. You reveal a new aspect of who God is to the world. It is like each one of your witnesses, each one of your stories about God's transforming love is a single tree in the forest. A forest cannot exist without each individual tree. And every time you share about Christ, every time you share that story, you add another tree to the forest. And what makes a forest great is a multiplicity of trees. So adding your own story to this forest that is the story of God in the world, you add to the story of God. Each one of you is a witness. But maybe the thought of being a witness is terrifying to you. Maybe you have a few questions before you go out and do this thing. The disciples who had the privilege of being eyewitnesses to Jesus and his life were in the same boat as you. They had some questions before they went out and were witnesses. They asked Jesus, when will the kingdom come? When will Israel be restored? What they're asking, in essence, is when will we have power again? When will we live comfortably again? When will the good old days of Solomon and David return? And how does Jesus respond? Does he answer that question? No. Jesus simply says, be my witnesses. Be my witnesses. We come to Jesus with all sorts of questions. Jesus, why is the world not the way it was when I was younger? And Jesus says, be my witnesses. We ask Jesus, why does the church look different? Why is the church maybe smaller than it was when I grew up? And Jesus says, be my witnesses. We say to Jesus, we ask and we say, surely I don't have the eloquence to tell my story, to tell others about you. And Jesus responds, be my witnesses. We say, Jesus, what if people ask me questions and I don't have the answers to those questions. And Jesus says, be my witnesses. Tell the good, good story. This is our call in the world to be witnesses and tell the story that we love so much. But Jesus doesn't leave it there. He doesn't say to go out and be witnesses alone. He gives the gift, the promise of the power of the Holy Spirit something far better than economic or state power. The power of the Holy Spirit is the power of God, God the Creator, God the Almighty, God the Loving, which is given to each person. To bear testimony in the stories you share with the actions that you do. Today is Trinity Sunday, and No, I'm not going to attempt to explain all the intricacies of the Trinity and how it works out, because I don't know. (laughs) But what I I do want to remind us this morning 
is that when Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, the disciples are terrified because the body, the bodily Jesus will no longer be there. So Jesus promises the Spirit will come and be with them. And if we remember, the triune God is one. And so when Jesus promises us the Holy Spirit, he promises us the Holy Spirit. He promises us himself, Jesus Christ. He promises us God, the creator, the almighty, the triune God, all together is with us. The power of God's love is in us. The power of God's courage is within us. And so as you go out into the world and bear witness this day, Tell the good, good story in many different ways, in, in creative ways. Maybe it's through singing the stories of our tradition, of hymns that have been passed down, of hymns of other people's experience. Maybe like Catherine Hanke, it's writing a poem because you're just so moved by the love of God. Catherine Hanke had no idea her poems would be turned into a hymn. But it was, and it's transformed lives since. Maybe being witness is just gathering friends together around a campfire and sharing how you've been transformed. Maybe bearing witness is just inviting a friend to church to experience the love of community and the love of God because they are hurting in the world. Maybe it's going out and serving in missions because you understand how precious every moment is, every moment a gift from God. The story of Jesus is a good, good story. It is the story of God's unrelenting love for the world and each individual. It's the story of redemption for every human being, no matter what tragedy has befallen them. And friends, our world desperately needs to hear that story. So let us go out with all our questions and insecurities but also with the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the triune God to go out and be witnesses, knowing that we are taking part in the great forest that is the story of God, bearing witness to a hurting world. That is a story worth living into. Thanks be to God. Amen.